This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Could this be the battery breakthrough the auto industry has been waiting for? A Silicon Valley advanced materials company called Lighten has come up with a way to make lithium sulfur EV batteries that utilizes 3D graphene. Lighten says it can make batteries that are lighter, cheaper, and more powerful than anything on the market today and can even outperform solid-state batteries. You've probably never heard of Lighten before because it's been operating in stealth mode since most of its work has been with the U.S. military. We came across Lighten at the Motor Bella show yesterday, and here's what CEO Dan Cook of the company told us. Our innovation is really three-dimensional graphene, and uh, it's a very uh, innovative, revolutionary material that we've developed onshore. We own the intellectual property, and three-dimensional graphene has some phenomenal characteristics. When you actually marry it with with, uh, sulfur, you can actually create a battery that has the equivalent of three times the energy density of today's conventional lithium-ion. So these three green ones, these these are uh, the batteries coming out of China today. Conventional lithium-ion. Conventional, and you've got lithium sulfur here which is equivalent to three of these batteries. That's right, on, an ener- on a gravimetric energy density basis, that is correct. And and it's light, lighter than any of these batteries. Absolutely, you can feel it for yourself. Uh, it, it's lighter than three of them. Yes, indeed. So this has got to be tremendous because you're saying you can make this with all the materials right here in the U.S. and do all the processing. There's no cobalt in these. There's no manganese in these. Yeah, no nickel. And uh, you're right. We uh, we can make this all domestically using domestically produced materials. And uh, we're the only known, uh, we think, the only known U.S. Uh, MCA compliant battery uh, to help our uh, both uh, onshore as well as offshore uh, OEMs make the transition to uh, from ICE to BEBs. Lighten says its batteries will cost under $80 per kilowatt hour, which is the magic number to make BEVs cheaper than ICEs. It plans to be in production around 2025. Here's our AutoLine Insight. China currently controls about 80% of the production and processing of raw materials for batteries, including cobalt, nickel, and manganese. If Lighten can deliver what it's talking about, This breakthrough would instantly obsolete all the investment China made in locking up that supply chain because its lithium sulfur battery doesn't use any of those materials. You can watch that full interview on our website or YouTube channel, along with our other Motorbella coverage in our AutoLine on the Road section. In other EV news, GM detailed the three electric motors that will power its Altium-based vehicles. Designed and calibrated in-house, the motors have a wide range of outputs. There's a 62-kilowatt unit used for all-wheel drive assist, a 180-kilowatt unit that's used to drive the front wheels, and a 255-kilowatt motor that's used for both front and rear drive. The 180 and 255-kilowatt units are permanent magnet motors designed to reduce the need for heavy rare earth materials, while the 62-kilowatt unit is an induction motor. The ultimate setup will see the use of three 255-kilowatt motors in one vehicle, like can be had on the new GMC Hummer EV. In order to keep costs down, GM built the motors as a scalable family, 
so they share design principles and have similar tooling and manufacturing strategies. Gas or electric? Mercedes is making that a harder choice for S-Class buyers in the U.S. market. It revealed the EQS EV will have a starting price in North America of a bit more than $103,000, including destination, but before incentives. That's about $7,500 less than the base S-Class sold in the U.S. It's important to note that the base EQS has quite a bit less power and is only rear-wheel drive, where the base S-Class is all-wheel drive. But when you start factoring in incentives, and we guess most EQS buyers qualify for the full credit, we think it becomes an even more compelling argument. All-wheel drive is available on the EQS, and it's a $17,000 option. To round out the EQS's pricing, a top-of-the-line pinnacle model with all-wheel drive will go for a bit more than $126,000. Acura updated one of the most important vehicles in its lineup, the RDX. Let's start with the design changes, which are minor. The biggest difference we see is with the lower air vents. The significant upgrades were in the area of noise reduction. To bring down the decibels in the cabin, engineers added new front fender liners, thicker carpet, acoustic glass, insulation in the doors, dash, D-pillar, roof, cargo bins, rear hatch, under the hood, and over the drivetrain tunnel. It even reduced the cold engine idle speed by 150 RPM. Other changes include a retuned active damper system, which is even more comfortable in comfort mode and more responsive in sport mode. It also gets new tech, an A-spec model, and a PMC edition that comes in exclusive blue paint. The new RDX goes on sale in November. Honda introduced the second-gen version of its BRV small crossover. It gets a new design both inside and out and can seat up to seven people. It's powered by a new 1.5-liter engine, which is mated to a CVT and meets Euro 4 emission standards. Safety technology, including lane-keeping assist, collision mitigation, road departure mitigation, and adaptive cruise control is also available. The BRV, which was designed for Indonesia, its biggest market, is based on Honda's N7X concept. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.
mobility is becoming electric, connected and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Mike Manley, the head of Americas at Stellantis, is stepping down from his position to become the new CEO of AutoNation, the largest dealer network in the country. Manley, 57, will take over that role on November 1st when current CEO Mike Jackson, who's 72, retires. Manley was CEO of FCA before it merged with PSA earlier in the year to become Stellantis, which is now run by former PSA CEO Carlos Tavares. Seems to me like Manley didn't want to be number two. May Mobility, the autonomous ride-hailing startup, is expanding to Ann Arbor, Michigan. The company currently operates shuttles in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Arlington, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Hiroshima, Japan. In Ann Arbor, May Mobility will operate a fleet of five autonomous vehicles, four of which are Lexus RX 450H hybrids and an electric shuttle that can also accommodate one wheelchair passenger. The service is free and will operate Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. in a 2.6 square mile area of the city starting on October 11th. All you need to do is download the May Mobility app to set up a ride. Let's end with something a little fun. Ford revealed it's going to come out with a Raptor version of the new Big Bronco. It's going to be available next year, but that's all we know so far. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Magna.